Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oh, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> Willie is cracking me up. Welcome. To episode 127 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined by the irascible Willie Sailor. Willie, what's going on, man? Yo, Willie gave me this look. Those of you that are listening live know that I played the wrong intro song. So I stopped it and had to restart the recording. Yeah, but uh, it's the look. You gave me this look. You gave me this look like... Uh, we need to start like taping this show with video. You're all giddy today. You're at Christian when Christian in the morning is squirrely. I I'm a morning person. There's no there's no two ways about it. I feel I wake up and I feel so strong, so focused, so energized. I don't know if it's just the rest or what it is, but I feel great. I feel great in the morning. What can I say? Now eight thirty nine o'clock is trouble. It's trouble in the evening. That is. No, but listen. By one p.m., you're irascible. You you've called me that so many times. I had to call you that. I I'm in the a... morning. In the morning, you're happy. You're you're goofing around. You're funny, like almost like a child. And then by one p.m., you're easily perturbed. I I don't. That's like this... that's that's a that's an indictment of you. I'm not like that with everyone. That's just you. And just being around you. Four or five hours straight, it's just it take, it puts me over the edge. It puts me over the edge. Willie, I'm listen, I can't let the times pass me by. I feel like I feel like Snapchat is the beginning of that slippery slope. Okay? Don't like, go down that. Snapchat is stupid. Uh, I don't I don't think it's good either, honestly. But here's why are you wasting your time? Because I feel like it's this is the beginning. Like if you went one piece of like the technological advance and in infrastructure pass you by, it's just like, well, I get behind on that thing, and then the next thing, I'll be way behind. I know, but some of them you just gotta let go. You can, I, I understand your sentiment. You're like, man, if I let, if I, if I don't join in this thing, then um, am I painting myself a fuddy duddy? Like, am I just gonna like miss out on the whole? technological revolution but no there's some things that you don't have to participate in and you still remain relevant you're not a dinosaur and one of those things is snapchat because it's stupid i don't know if it's stupid though i uh... candy crush do you do candy crush? <laughs> yeah. 
Candy Crush does not Farmville? count. Farmville. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, dude, people... did you participate in MySpace? Because it's okay. Ah, uh, I did. I mean, I did. Sure. Right, so you were on that train. Yeah, yeah. I remember specifically, and this kind of dates me. I don't, I don't know if it dates me, but I was in like no, I was in college and I was home for the summer and. It, it's like cell phones just started being a thing. Like everybody started having a cell phone and I had a cell phone and I went fishing and I'm like, do I take this fishing with me or do I leave it in the car while I'm fishing? And it was like, I can't be attached at the hip to my phone at all times. I'm going freaking fishing. I'm leaving my phone in the car. Oh, that's the story. Okay. That's, that's the story. You got it. You so, can't. You can't be. So there's a lot to take in there. So allow me to just kind of let me condense that story. Willie one time went fishing and he left his phone in the truck. So more, more at eleven, more to come there. You can't. Oh, what are you gonna do? Be on every app? Snapchat's stupid. I don't. I don't. I was talking with the coach yesterday. He's like, man, are you on Snapchat? This is a, this is a coach that's older than me. So I'm like, I got it. The kids are on Snapchat. I got to be on Snapchat. If only for – I just need to stay up with the times when my kids get old enough and they're on this stuff. I'm going to be no, – I'm not going to be that ignorant father that doesn't know what's going on in these internet streets. I'm going to be – I'm going to be plugged in and dialed in. Flo's got to get on Snapchat. Who's who's on that? We got to – we need I don't a, know that we do have to be on it. We need a Snapchat presence. I think we do. We're a young – we're young, Willie. You're not yeah. young, but we're a Flo young – doesn't even have any property in Farmville. <laughs> we don't have to be on snapchat i think we should yeah let us know should we be on snapchat what, what's going on there people i i need a tutorial from someone that can show me how it's done i just my, my thing is like it's it's a vain kind of app it's like here's what i'm doing don't you care like i don't know is it vain is it is snapchat vain willie uh, I mean, I don't understand unless you're unless you're doing something uh, not PC. What, what if you want to waste your time posting something to social media? Why don't you just post it to Facebook? Yeah, yeah. Well, between all that, all the Farmville posts, it's tough to do. Okay, so that's Snapchat. I'm up with the times. Willie, the times are. Quickly yet slowly passing. Willie, bye. I, I listen. I've been on Snapchat for Willie. A just don't use it because it's stupid. Willie has a beeper. I'm just going to let y'all know. He has a beeper. Sometimes he gets paged. And um, I did have a beeper back in the day. I'm sure was... you did. You, you're a... Unsavory types had beepers. Doctors and unsavory types. And you, my friend, are no MD. No. I was on the unsavory list. Absolutely. That was probably 1994. Oh, so unsavory. 90, no, 92. So unsavory. 92? Oh, yeah. You are so old. I was seven. I didn't know what a beeper was. I was like 13, 14, and I had a beeper. What? Oh, my gosh. That's what bad. Oh, my gosh. Is your Are your children not going to have a cell phone? Uh, I don't know who needed a beeper in 1992 for anything good. Well, does, does a 14-year-old need a cell phone today? Heck no. But they all do. Hey, but they all have it, right? They all do. I had a beeper. Where you at? I'm right here. Call your dad. All right. Yo, so Victor Lebedev is going to be the Olympian at 57. Yes, he is. He had this whole – so we saw the whole Russian melee, the controversy. Lebedev had this, like, 
heartfelt release where he was not going to accept the Russian position at 57, recognizing the injustice and the in, the improper officiating. It's the gift of two matches. Well, guess what? Uh, young Victor has had a, a change of heart, it would appear, and he's going to go. It appears that Victor Lebedev will be the Olympian. He will be the Olympian. And it, it's um, we, we were kind of made to understand, and Mike Mal and Andy Rovat understood that, like, it would come down to Poland, which is this weekend, by the way. And that's kind of what – that's what got me yeah. fishing around. I got fishing around because I was like – I saw that Russia was only sending Musakayev. So I asked someone, I'm like, yo, what's going on here? Why only one guy at 57? And he's like, matter of factly, like, Lebedev's going. I'm like, it's decided. There's no point in anyone else going. I'm like, really? And he sends me some articles and uh, accurate. Victor Lebedev is – well. It does, the articles do not say definitively. The articles do not say that he is the Olympian. The articles say that he does not have to go to Poland and he's going to the Russian Olympic camp. Right. And so read between the lines. There. If all goes well, he will go to Rio. So in the end, bribery and evil wins. Now, kids. yeah, expound, expound on that, Christian. What did you hear? Was the situation there? Say it. Oh, uh, okay. So. Uh, Alexander Bogomolov, buy one get one, is was the runner-up hmm. at Russian they are, Nationals. Okay. They're buying one. Yeah, they wow. Buy one, Bogomolov, get one, Lebedev, Lebedev. in the Olympics. <laughs> it's, it's a great deal. So he is um, like many Russians. It's it's a country with in financial peril, and not a lot of these people are well off. And they are the Yakutians are allegedly. Paying Bogomov to kind of not make a stink. Okay, you're not going. Yeah, you got screwed. For your trouble, take this money, a nice sum of money, and Bogomov is going to accept the money and not make a stink about it. And really, he's the main guy with the claim, I guess. Now, Musakayev is going to Poland, and Aliyev will be there um, from Azerbaijan, and Dubov will be there from Bulgaria. So he will be tested, and maybe if he wins that, they'll give him a look. But in all likelihood, Viktor Lebedev going to Russia, or going to the Olympics for Russia. Crazy, crazy saga. Yeah, and so you have to ask yourself, well, <laughs> you know, if, from my point of view, if and, – and me and Christian were having this argument off, off the air that – Lebedev, in my opinion, Lebedev's not that far behind those guys, but um, he may or may not be the best guy. Christian says that he's definitely not the best guy. Well, he's clearly not the best guy. I mean, it was obvious at Russian Nationals he's not the best guy. And it was obvious at the Worlds he was not um, a, a real, a true medalist. Not, he, he was handed one. I mean, he got one, but no, no one took away from that, oh, yeah, he's one of the three best in the world. I mean, he was given two matches. I mean, he so he's at least third, right? Like, we acknowledge Bogomov out-wrestled him, Musakayev out-wrestled him. It's, like, not even deniable. It's not even in question. Okay, so he's not as good as those guys. Now, is he that far behind? Obviously not. Obviously not. But it's obvious well, to me I he's mean, not was the there best. any point? Was there any points? And there was no real points in the Bond match, was there? Um... No. 
there were there was like a correct throw point, I think. Um, right, but there wasn't like nobody. It wasn't like Bond took him down twice and he still somehow won. Like he like he got put on the clock twice when he ran around the entire match. I mean, it's very yeah, hard. Saying, it's I'm very saying, hard to score on a guy that won't engage. It's very hard. That's going to. I'm saying Musakayev. Musakayev. He scored a had, takedown. Had the only takedown of the match. Yeah. Right? Was, the Bond match wasn't like that. But anyway, I guess I, I think Lebedev's still good. But I guess my point is if if Russia. If Russian benefactors want to throw around money to select uh, their second or third best guy, and the other guys on the ladder want to accept it, if Russia wants to send their their less than ideal guy, go ahead, do it in every weight. I don't care. Yeah, send Gaju Magomedov at eighty six for us while you're at it. I wish Jaden could have wrestled him. I'm he doesn't do it for me, but I know you. I mean, Gazi Magomedov. I mean uh, Kudi Magomedov. Sorry, the eighty six. He's ranked second. He, uh, I don't know. He's, he's he doesn't really blow me away, but he beat a lot of good guys. He beat Karimi pretty soundly. So he's pretty good. Man. I'm not putting enough respect on his name. It's clear. You're not. Yeah, he's the truth. Ah, come on, truth. Uh, you throw around. He's the truth way too much. He's really good. You you said on radio once that Derek White was the truth. Okay, you you are you lost all truth. Truth telling when you you use it too liberally. To me, the truth is like Jordan Burroughs is the truth. Sajalayev is the truth. Kudi Magomedov's a good wrestler. The truth is like scriptural. That's like this guy is a, okay. a spiritual being. Uh, okay, that's maybe that's that's your connotation. What what does the truth mean? To explain to me what the truth means. Legit. He's legit. Okay. Ah. He's legit. It's not like it's not like yeah, he's ranked, uh, he's ranked, and he has good results. But I don't know about him. No, he, the guy's legitimate. He's legitimately good. Yeah, he's the top top five guy in the world. There's no there's no doubt about it. Um, maybe he'll. Uh, I wonder if he'll end up moving to like France or something. Get the they just hand out like citizenship there. You know, Qatar like they are active. They actively are like. I think you get. I think. Somebody on Twitter can correct me if I'm wrong or, or on the comments below, but um, I think you're allowed, a country's allowed one or two per year. Um, oh. Foreigners. You Tran- know. Transfers? Mm-hmm. They, got, they have to get a release? Yeah. Can you, is there, it's like, so Big Ten to Big Ten, you have to sit a year. Is it like continent to continent? You have to sit a year. No. But, if, but if you end up in like South America, you, you, get the, you get the green light right away. No, as long as your transcripts go through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, see, um, yeah, uh, Angola doesn't have my major. Well, what I'm so. saying is, you know, how Dagestan was upset at the trials. They, like, they can't, There can't be a mass exodus from Dagestan to uh, France or something. Right. right. So you get to, Only one or two a year. Yeah, okay, okay. So we'll we'll see. But you know what? As I say that with, with Kudi Magomedov, Sajalayev's going up to 97 kilos. I know. How's that? I guess that's... We'll be looking forward to Snyder versus Sajalayev at some point. Uh, I don't know if we should look forward to it too much. But that's a that's a whatchacallit. That is a whatchacallit. That's a... Uh, that puts Gadisov. Gadisov might be done. Well, Gadisov might be done. But that... I don't know. Boltakayev? Dana Boltakayev. Maybe he'll have to go up to another weight. What's another weight? He made the 84 to 97 jump swimmingly. Well, it's just a couple more injections. Just a couple more. 
Um, so, yeah, so Cody Megamanoff, no sense in him uh, transferring because probably in 2017 he could be the guy at 86 kilograms. I mean, he's, he's, he would seem to be the number one guy in Russia apart from Sajalayev. You know that, uh, boy, Sajalayev to 97, that is not ideal for Team USA. Although it does help Jaden Cox, so maybe could could be helpful. But I, do you think Snyder beats him? You've said before you thought he is. Sajalayev? Yeah. Yeah. You think Snyder beats him? Yes. Why? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I think he does. Oh, okay. Uh, why Why do you think he does? Or do you think he beats him? I think Sajalayev would beat him. Okay, why? Because I don't think Snyder's going to be able to get to his legs and finish. And I think Sajalayev will. And I think he's got the best gut wrench in the world. And he's almost impossible. Man, he ain't gutting Kyle Snyder. And he's too Jake small. Varner gutted Kyle Snyder. What are you talking about? I don't care. Jake Varner's a freaking huge human being. And unless I, I won't subscribe to Sedlaev beating Snyder until I see Sedlaev look like he's a 97 kilogram guy. What if I told you? What if I told you he wrestled in a 97 kilogram tournament and beat um, Odakazi 10-0, hypothetically? So what? Odakazi's not good. Odakazi's not good. He was 10 seconds away from beating Snyder. I don't care. Okay. You're you're you got you're making a lot of points here. So you don't care. So he beats a top three, five guy in the world, ten zero at the weight you said you want to see him compete at, and oh, he's not good. He's well, not you're, a... you're you're giving me Odakazi. I'm saying here's an example. He went up. He you don't think Odakazi's a thing? That guy's not good. He's alright. He's he almost beat Snyder. What do you mean he's alright? One match and he didn't do anything. He slowed Kyle. He didn't even wrestle Kyle Snyder. He got. He took him down. Plus, it well, that wasn't that wasn't a takedown. It wasn't a takedown. Oh, what wasn't a takedown about it? Um, that it wasn't a takedown. Go back and watch. Boy, he called we, the match. We got, we got a lot going on here. He's saying he called the match. You didn't see. You thought that was a takedown. Yeah, looked like a takedown I, to me. Didn't look like what a was what was not what was not. It didn't look like a takedown to Kyle Snyder because he said it in his post match interview. Well, I'll watch it again. I'll watch right. it again. Uh, Point remains, three three or ten zero. I mean, listen, I love Kyle Snyder, okay, but l- let's be real here. I-, I think you're not putting ample amount of respect on Sajalaya's name. Ten zero, ten zero on this guy. I- All I- right, uh, I'm taking Snyder. Okay, so I'm taking Snyder. So it, uh, it yeah, gives, it gives me no pleasure. It gives me no pleasure, but. Um, I don't see it. I don't see that going well. So Sajalayev will probably move up eventually. We'll see. Probably after 2016. Do you think Snyder will ever move up? I don't think so. No. I think he's a. Per- I think he's perfect sized. So do I. 97 kilograms. He's not gonna get any taller, right? He's 20, 21. Like. He's 21. Uh, I think he's 21. Yeah, and or he will be soon, but um. I, I I don't I think Snyder's a ninety seven, perfect, but you never know. You could put on weight. Oh yeah, that's not two. I don't, I don't know how they gave two there. Right, you're watching it, right? That's not two. Yeah. It wasn't two. Yeah, what? But you couldn't challenge it. I mean, he didn't. He had one leg. He had one leg. I like he had one leg, and they called it two. Like they'll take some liberties with um, 
with that stuff, like, uh, you know, on the edge, right? But that was just... That was just absurd. That's just absurd. He had one leg. <laughs> he had one leg. Two. Two takedowns. Two. Caution and, caution and five, Kyle. Sorry. What are you watching? I, I, I didn't get it. I, I don't get that either. Sorry, I forgot that. Called a lot of matches. That was terrible. Um, uh, otherwise, well officiated, but... Yeah, no, we said that on the last show that we thought the officiating at UWW overall was really, really good, but that that call was bizarre, a little, little wonky, and it got confirmed. So who who confirms that? Who confirms so like, it? Was two, like, yep. At least two of the three human beings that were supposed to watch that match and officiate said, "Yeah, yep, that looks like That's, looks good." Two to me. <laughs> looks good. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay. Okay. Rulon well, Gardner is selling his things. This is, about? huh? What are you talking about? What do you mean? What am I talking about? Rulon Gardner's broke. Uh, it would appear so, or certainly not afflu- uh, affluent enough to keep his stuff. He's selling his medals. He's selling his gear. Um, very sad. Very sad stuff. Um, kind of a, something we've mentioned before on other shows that while look here. No one is questioning that winning the Olympics and meddling at the Olympics is the absolute pinnacle of the sport. But the point remains, it guarantees you absolutely nothing at all in this world. And that faulting a kid who's going to go get his education, not that Rulon doesn't have his degree, because he does. He has his, he graduated. But... Um, 3.9 million! What? Go on. It said the auction, this article, Denver Post, the auction of some of Gardner's most treasured items will seek to pay off a debt in a $3.9 million bankruptcy case. What? How can, how can you be $4 million in the hole? Ah, uh, that's bad. That's bad. I don't know how he did that. That's, yeah. So I, I get, I get, I'm with you. Like, you know, winning the Olympics does not, um, come with riches, at least not in the United States. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, secure. You know, your life is not. You're not financially secure for the rest of your life if you win an Olympic. But there seems to be a lot of. Uh, he sounds like he made a lot of bad decisions. Apparently, apparently, a lot of bad decisions. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where all. He, what a life Rulon Gardner has lived. You know, he's almost died like twice, right? Like, he, like, snowmobile accident. He, like, spent a night in the Wyoming wilderness. He crashed his plane into a lake. He had to swim for an hour in 44-degree water. Then, like, stay, like, he lost a toe. He lost a toe. Ah, what the life of Rulon Gardner. There needs to be, like, a movie. But there needs to be a happy ending here. I don't, not one with him selling all his, all his stuff. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. What's it called? Sold his stuff too, right? Mark Schultz didn't he? What wasn't he selling stuff on eBay? Yeah, yeah. That's sad as well. Another Olympic champion selling things. So the point is, don't don't let's not correlate the Olympic medal with a lifetime of success. Because well, finally they're, you know, they're nowadays they're starting. They have a fund. Yeah, you know, it's cash. a different era. There's cash associated with it, um, so that's that's good. 
and and in Rulon's day there wasn't, and Mark Schultz's day there wasn't. Now there is. It's still not, you know, a life of luxury. I mean, Jordan Burroughs is the most. Jordan Burroughs is the most. I think it's obvious the most financially successful with um, an Olympic gold and, and the quarter million dollars that comes with that and, and endorsement deals. He just signed with Ralph Lauren and a couple other uh, a couple other organizations that he's getting revenue from. But still, I mean, um, he's not a millionaire, right? Right, right. I guess I guess maybe more than anything, it just comes down to being smart with your money, making making wise financial choices. It's like there's um. There's like some study done on like people who won the lottery and like so many of them, they're poor, they win millions and millions, but they don't know what they're doing. So they lose all their money. Like one this homeless guy one time won it and they, he ended up being homeless again. They just don't know what they're doing. How, but that's, what do you mean? They don't know what you're doing. You have to be a, a moron. Mor- yeah. Educations. They don't know how to invest. They don't know how to save their money. They just spend it all. They, they've never heard of a bank account. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in that world. I don't know what's going on. Um. All right. Where do you want to go next, brother? We can go well, anywhere. Well, sort of. I don't know. We probably should have brought this up earlier when we were talking about Russia, but Russia's back in the news with doping. Well, yes, they are. They are. Uh, this is a. This is a weird story. I mean. Kind of a scary story. New York Times had a big, big old article. Well, New York Times has been all over this. If I, I'm not mistaken, they broke the original story a couple about, months ago about Russia's state-sponsored track and field um, doping policy, uh, and it's to the extent that it's not like they say, "Hey, Christian, you know what? You want to run faster." Here's some gear. Here's some. Here's some needles. Here's some juice. It, it, it's to the extent that it's like you're in our program. You're taking this, okay? And after the 2012 Olympics, now this story comes out yesterday. After the 2012 Olympics, there were individual athletes from Russia that sent emails to WADA, the World Anti-Doping Agency. The 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 institution that's supposed to police doping on the worldwide level and that they're the ones that come down with sanctions that says we pay tax has... money to them by the way yeah united states does so um this athlete is in this this athlete tested positive he's out um so they're the world police when it comes to steroids and performance enhancing drugs um after the 2012 olympics some of these athletes from russia were like I don't want to do this. I don't want to be forced to take steroids. I'm writing email. I'm writing a letter to WADA. So they write letters to WADA and they say, Russia, the Russian system, they made me take steroids. So WADA, instead of investigating, they circulated the email internally. This committee got this. This, this high-ranking official got this. Uh, they sent the freaking email to Russia, and we're like, hey, man, you might want to clean this up. You might want to look into this. Shut her up. But they did nothing about it. And it wasn't just a one-occasion thing. Like, multiple people. That's what I'm saying. Multiple. 
And this are, these are Olympic medalists that are like, oh, listen, this is going on. I'm sorry. It's bad. And the very organization... So first of all, in Russia, the very organization that's supposed to be making sure they're clean is, is helping and potentially ma making sure they are dirty. And just <laughs> So not only is that organization doing the exact opposite of what they're supposed to do, WADA allegedly is who doing... Is supposed Police the entire world, police and who, who's supposed to be completely unbiased, is basically saying, "Hey, clean up, you know, you know, deal with this. We're not, we're not going to do anything about it." But hey, we got these email. So if you're Russia, you're like, "Wow, they didn't even do anything. So maybe we should just continue to do what we're doing." Yeah, why would you not just juice them up to the nth degree? I mean, basically, that's what they're saying. So it's it's systematic. Um, it's they've got it they've got it worked out. There's not going to be uh, right. If you if you stole milk in the lunch, uh, if you stole milk at lunch in elementary school, and the principal called you up and said, you know, did you steal milk? And you said, yeah. He was like, all right, go back to class. Uh, I'm stealing milk the next day. Right. Right. Uh, so I, you know, it, it doesn't give you a lot of confidence in really anything. It's almost like WADA just, they just want there to be not the, uh, they're just worried about the, the optics of it all. They don't want people to think there's a, uh, testing problem. So maybe they are just covering it up worldwide. Maybe they're just letting it go on. Maybe it's going on everywhere and they're just going to try to sweep it all under the rug. Cause who, you don't see it that often. I wonder what compels them to pop someone to say, okay, you were dirty. Like, this. well, yeah. And then what I don't get is, you know, they'll hit an Iranian. Did you see, I don't know. It was right around the time of the last chance qualifier, I believe where they were stripping 2012 Olympians of their medals. Did you see that? No. So right around the time of the last chance qualifier, there was news coming out. Well, this London medalist is stripped of his medal. This London Olympian is stripped of her medal. Um, so they're going back to 2012, four years ago. Yeah, we, we tested. We, we ran more tests in more samples. We went, we went back and looked at these samples, and we're, we're stripping them of their medals. How about you do something proactive? How about you do something yeah. proactive and, and don't let the athletes compete before the Olympics? Yeah, because I mean, then you run into like a whole thing like Brandon Slay went through in 2000 where he competed against a dirty athlete and then he kind of didn't have his moment. Um, well, I just don't understand why they're taking time and resources. Yeah, that's great. That's great. But catch them before they happen. Like you're getting you're, you're getting notifications that these people are doping and you're just – Ah, no big deal. But let's go back and look at stuff from four years ago. Yeah, I don't like that the Uni the United States is has to pay these guys money. Has to be a part of this. Like, what? It's a clearly a corrupt organization that mm -hmm. that is ineffective at the one thing they're charged with doing. We have no guarantees there's, that they're going to be on the up and up when we go to a competition. That there's going to be proper testing after the competition. That we're going to have competed against clean athletes and. I often wonder, 
well, if this is going on, why aren't more guys? Well, they'll get caught. They'll get caught. We have these suspicions. They'll get caught. And then when the guys you expect to get caught don't get caught, it's like, well, that's weird. Why didn't it happen? Well, now we know WADA essentially, allegedly, is covering it up. They're not, they don't want to catch these people. The very thing they're supposed to do, they're covering up. Scared. Not good. Not good coming into Rio. A lot of drama headed into Rio. I don't know. Do you think we're going to be at the same place in in April, May of 2020? Are they going to be looking at four-year samples and stripping medals away from people instead of doing what they should have done beforehand and not letting them compete in the first place? Right. Right. I'd like to see it. Um, yeah. Hopefully they can get it figured out. I mean, it's good. All this is coming to light. Who knows what... It's unbelievable. I mean, the, the New York Times have cover, uncovered this much. Think of all the stuff they haven't uncovered. I mean, you have to figure they're scratching the surface of the corruption, right? Yeah. Uh, and you know, we we've talked about we talked about it before. In my opinion, you you really want to make people police themselves? Okay, so Russia has. Rusada or whatever. United States has what does the United States have? USADA, USADA. right? And they're supposed to police themselves. So Russia, uh, Russia obviously is not policing themselves, and they're not going to police themselves when WADA is not even going to do anything about it. So <laughs> how do you how do you enforce it? How do you enforce it? And I said it before, and I'll say it again. The way you enforce it is. If you qualify the weight or you compete there at Worlds or at the Olympics and you were found to have a dirty test, you're out. You're out the next go-round. Um, you really want to make people – you really want there to be a punishment? Then put a penalty on it because right now there's no penalty. Right now if Christian is 61 kilograms and he tests hot – Guess what, Willie? You're in at 61 kilograms. There's no punishment. Right, right. There's a there's punishment for the individual, but that's like Russian. That's like Russia is saying to themselves, "Well, we'll juice up Christian if he gets popped. We'll put Willie in." Right. Uh, that's really not a punishment to the government. That's like, or or, or the um, the governing body. Yeah. Except you don't get me to represent you. You have you're stuck with Willie. Right, but that's a will. That's a chance we're willing to take, and especially in a country like. Russia, where they're five, six deep, yeah. Hey, well, well, we're willing to run that risk. Right. Of note, you know, we talked about Poland in '57. You know, we thought that would be kind of the wrestle off or the final stage. Well, apparently not, as it's just Musakaya there. But for 125, it's going to be. It's going to be um, more or less the the Russian Nationals Part Two. We're going to have Gatsalov and Makov. And the Russian Nationals champ Magomedov, who's not very good at all. Um, so basically, Gatsalov, Makov for the 125 spot. And uh, so that there's a that's going to be going on. There's going to be streams. We're going to have those streams up on Flow so you can watch and keep up. We also have some guys going. Joy McKen. Why is, why is Otar going at 61? I don't know. I just want to scrap. I I know 57. This this tournament is plus two apparently. Um, but if at for Team USA, Joey McKenna, BJ Futrell, James Green, apparently can't get enough. 
Kyvan Gadsden, Pat Downey, Richard Perry, and Nick Wazdowski will be uh, wrestling for Team USA. And I think Patrick Martinez for Greco. Is there a stream for that? I wish oh, I, wish, I, wish I just not, said, I wish. I, oh, Willie. I literally one minute ago said we have the streams and they'll be up on Flow. Oh, great. Good Willie, job by you. Willie's listening skills on. Well, I was reading the document. Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah. Found it, I found it interesting that Otar will be at 61 plus 2 kilograms. He just likes to wrestle, I guess. He just likes to wrestle. He likes to go to Poland and wrestle. Yeah, because he, he was, you know, given consideration for 57, but didn't do it. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, Poland will be very interesting. We have cadet duels going on right now as well in York, Pennsylvania. But uh, we still haven't figured out the entire field. In Poland, but this is a little off topic. But uh, uh, another situation, one of the most interesting situations, um, in my opinion, is Azerbaijan at sixty-five. Are they are they going with Asgarov? And what about Aliyev? Did you say Aliyev's going to be at fifty-seven? Willie, we've already talked about this. We had an entire FRL about Aliyev going fifty-seven, and about how you said he was the favorite. And I said no, he's not the favorite. And I can't believe you just asked that question. What is wrong with you? I, I thought I'm asking you if he went to is he, if you said he's going to Poland. I also said that on the show today that he's going 57 at Poland. Well, forgive me. Why don't I, we, I why don't we just do every show twice? Why don't we just say every? Why don't we do a half hour show and one show where I say it to everyone, and then the second half hour I explain to you oh, what I've Christian, already said. You said that hour. he's going. You said he's going fifty-seven. I didn't hear you. I said, Christian, did you say he's going fifty-seven? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's the end of yeah. it. And then you ask, what the, what's Azerbaijan doing at sixty-five? What's doing on with Aliyev? We had an entire show about what Aliyev is doing. To when the point, when was that? A month ago? It was like a week or two ago. To the point that you said he's a favorite. We had a whole little thing back and forth. Your memory's right. terrible. Yes, I do remember that now. Oh, good. How nice of you to remember a multiple world champion. It's going to be going 57. Wake up. Drink a coffee. Eat a Snickers. I don't know. I don't do what you got to do to lock in and remember something. Remember, this is the Olympics. So, yeah, 57, Haji, or, yeah, Aliyev. And then 65, Togrul Azgarov. Okay. Are you are you ashamed? Have no, I have, have I shamed you? No, I'm gonna punch you. You won't punch me. You won't. Okay. Hey, guess what? Guess what? You'll have that chance and you won't do it because I'm gonna be in. You yeah, you're gonna be in Austin next week and you're gonna get punched. You better make sure that your dental plan check that box in your benefit package from Flow Sports. Yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. You couldn't catch me if your life depended on it. First of all. I'm not a street fighter. Yeah, you know what? I, I wasn't seven years old with a beeper on my hip, you know, connecting with the local youths and, and connecting them with, you I'm know. Gonna connect. I'm going to connect. Nefarious products. I'm going to connect to your ricuspin. <laughs> Is that a tooth? It's a tooth. All the, all the vocabulary you have, you, but you can't remember what you said or what's been said to you. It's 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 mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Do you can you can you explain to the people that are just like their jaws are dropped? We have faithful listeners of FRL that that are probably a, a little concerned for your well being. Do you need to take? Is there some kind of supplement that helps with memory loss? There's got to be something. Wait till you get in this role. Some some fish oil. You're gonna you're gonna forget your children's names. Some B12. 
don't know. Do you need a little vitamin C? I, I don't know. You need to go outside a little vitamin D? I don't know what you need, Willie, but I'm a little concerned. I need you in, right now, I need you in Austin. Yeah. Well, wait till Saturday, brother. That's going down. You better wear a helmet. A football helmet. Preferably Redskins. <laughs> Hail to the Redskins. Okay, so we'll, we'll try to sort out Willie's memory issues here. Hey, we, we, this kind of got... This really didn't get any uh, much love or discussion. But Caden Gefeller is going to Oklahoma State. Yeah, he is. That's a, that's a pretty big uh, pretty big thing. He's a pretty good wrestler. Um, but I want your perspective uh, on, the, on the Oklahoma native. How good can he be? Where do you, I, where do you project him weight-wise? How does he fit at Oklahoma State? I like him. He's a... He's a scrapper. He's a worker, and I think, um, you know, he's been right there in high school and everything. He's won Fargo, um, and and while, you know, you you don't consider him, um, I mean, you know, the Yannis and the Daytons and the right. Gable Stevensons, kind of transcendent. Spencer Lee, you talk about, you know, this transcendent talent. I don't think you put Caden on that level, but you kind of put him as like. The next, the next tier for sure, and in a guy that's he looks like a surefire AA kind of guy, and he lives a life. He works hard. He's coached by Hardell Moore, um, and he's just a a really good kid. And and I would say that he's a surefire AA kind of guy. Um, the only thing is what makes it surprising. See, Caden. Caden texted me the night before, and the night before he announced, and he said, he "said Willie, I know that I'm supposed to um, commit at the signing day special, but for me, it's it's best to it's best to commit and get it out of the way now and, and make my announcement." And when he told me that, I didn't I didn't think it was going to be Oklahoma State. I thought it was going to be somebody else because. Because he said that, right? So I'm thinking, okay, so what Caden wants to do and what the school wants to do that he's committing to is they want to be out there and create some momentum. Right. Right? Like, frankly, I'll tell you what I thought. I thought it was UNC. Oh, really? I thought, I thought it was UNC. And I thought, when he told me that, I, I, I thought, it's North Carolina. North Carolina and Coleman Scott and, 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 and Tony Ramos want to get the ball rolling and want to say, look, we're getting a, a blue chipper. Let's get other guys on board. We're starting something off, off big here. So obviously that wasn't the case, and it, it was Oklahoma State. Now, I am of the opinion that Caden is like a 41-49 kind of kid. He, his dad's big. Caden um, has the ability to grow. Um, so Oklahoma State has had these things where they have a lot of guys that, you know, they have lineup issues in the sense that they have a lot of talent mm -hmm. for specific ways. We've saw 157, 65. Um, and now they kind of got Boo Lee Wallen, who's going to be darn good, and Caden right around the same um, area. But, you know, that well, could or could not be a thing. I don't know. Right. Now he's a junior, right? Be a senior yep. next year. So he's, he's not going to run into Dean Heil. Dean will be gone. No, Dean will be gone. Colico will be gone. Okay. So, uh, but, you know, you wonder if, if Brock would ever move up. I mean, he looks like 
it, it looks like he could be a four-year starter, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's gonna be but, tough. He'll have to navigate. They'll have to figure some things out. Yeah, I, I, I want it, man. It's, it's crazy to see. Oklahoma State just locks down the border. I mean, that the, who's the last elite Oklahoma kid to get out? Um, you well, could, I guess the Moors. Well, you said that. Yeah, the Moors. The Moors got out. Yeah. Uh, again, they would have been in that wheelhouse with a lot of talent. 33-41, 49. Yeah, they, they'd have struggled to get in the lineup for sure. Um, are we gonna are we gonna have that conversation of if he's legit or if he's the truth? Derek White, Derek White got out. Oh yeah. Um, they could have used Derek White last they, year. They could have used him, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. They, Derek White would have been. Although, as we say that, Preston Weigel ended up being pretty dang good at the end. So maybe yeah, maybe not. Maybe but not. So so they take White. So White goes to Nebraska, and they take Weigel from Kansas. That's pretty interesting. That is interesting, but it looks like a like a pretty good call. Um, not that he's done better than Derek necessarily, but he's you know in the lineup he's done well around twelve. Pretty mm-hmm. solid guy. Um, okay, so that's that. I mean, another guy, Oklahoma. I wonder how strongly Oklahoma was considered. Did did he l- release like a who he looked no. at? No, he didn't. Um, the information, the, the, the notes that I have, right, I like the feeling I have was only ever Nebraska and, and Oklahoma State. Not UNC? Uh, I, I don't know that for sure. I, 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 he's never said to me, he's never said to me North Carolina. Um, but I, I, I'm sure there was a. I'm sure there was contact there. With Coleman. Right. So so he's going there. OU, I mean, this is where Oklahoma's hurting. They're, they're just not getting guys. I mean, top- yeah, they're not getting – right, they're not getting guys even when – even when there's a log jam in the cowboy room. Guys will just go to the log jam. They're still they're – still, they'd rather go to the log jam than to go to Oklahoma. It's crazy. It's crazy. A school with that kind of brand athletically and the tradition they have in wrestling. Uh it's unreal. It's unreal that the everyone that the coach Smith is is hauling in in Oklahoma is struggling to get. All right, so that's that's Caden Gefeller. Willie, listen, from now till October, you, I'm giving you just one job, okay? One job. Can you do it? Can you? I just want you to get one thing done. If it involves with physical harm to you, count me in. <laughs> okay. Well, there will be some physical harm to you if you can't make this happen. Who's number one? I want to see you make this happen. Roman Bravo Young versus Spencer Lee. Uh, Tell me why not. Well, yeah, you could make that happen, except it's going to be difficult. I would love to make that happen. Okay. What, what? I'm, sure, I'm sure both of them would be down for that. But the only – it's goofy this year because the calendar – the calendar is really weird – in that Super 32 moved their date up. So we're who's number one moved their date up, but Cadet and Junior Worlds are moved back because of the Olympics, and Cadets are second. I guess what I'm saying is I don't know if I don't know if RBY will be back and ready by then. If there's only like two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I mean, I guess three I, weeks you, you can get back to it, but you want to you want to train uh, three months in freestyle to win a a cadet world medal and then come back and wrestle Spencer Lee in folk style. Would you not? Um, have you ever considered making who's number one freestyle? I I did. I mean, not not really. I thought about it, but. You know, it, it's a it's a precursor to the folk style season, the regular season, and and before I do that, I, I I might just rather have a who's number one freestyle in like May or something, mm-hmm. as opposed to a freestyle who's number one in in the fall. But yeah, Spencer Lee RBY, what what made you bring that up? Ah, uh, just. Thinking about it, thinking about what's what's the biggest match, what's the one that people want to see the most. I think it's probably that one. Yeah, that would that would what, be. What, what, what I mean, the question a... the question is, I, the question is who can go with Spencer, right? I mean, right. So you want someone that has like it hasn't even been a question of like who can beat Spencer. The is like who can even give Spencer a good match, or or we what know if, what if what if. Dayton's probably too big, right? Will Dayton be? Yeah, yeah. Dayton's not a, Dayton's not a one hundred and twenty pound, in season folk styler. Right, he's twenty six thirty two, but RBY maybe could be. I don't know. I, I just I just think well, who's the biggest star next year? You know, maybe Fix, maybe it's Spencer. I mean, I I I would maybe Yanni. You know, and I'm trying to think of the biggest potential matchup. Yeah, I would. I would think that. Uh, I would think that even RBY ends up wrestling 126 next year. Yeah, in season. Um, but certainly nobody, nobody that you can think of. Um, nobody they can think of at 120 pounds. Nobody that you can think of that will wrestle 120 pounds in season next year. Would be really a matchup for. For Spencer, I mean, unless RBY is that and. I don't know, but that's a, that's a great matchup. RBY versus Spencer Lee would be really cool if they both went over and won uh, junior and cadet world gold, right? right? And then they come back and then they wrestle who's number one. That'd be really cool. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I think, dude, Roman, is, I think he's improved a lot. Now, he has. am I taking him over Spencer Lee? Under no circumstances. No. But I want to see it. Doesn't mean and, I don't want to see it. And RBY is a lot uh, what we saw in Akron was a lot of really, he was he was that good in freestyle, right? It was freestyle. So, right. um, Can I would get... say he's I would say he's better in freestyle for sure. So I've watched him at at Reno, and I've I've watched him in folk style tournaments, and he's a better freestyler. And right, he's better so... at the international styles. He's a double double Fargo champ. And can he you know can he get out on bottom versus Spencer Lee? Can he stop Spencer Lee's turns you know that's probably not but but um the point of the matter is that he is probably the best matchup for spencer lee yeah i would love to see it and you know spencer spencer has been in who's number one on a couple occasions but has never been in if that makes sense like he's agreed Uh, to it and things didn't work out he got injured he, he agreed to it last year and then got injured at junior worlds um so He's never been in it, so hopefully, hopefully this is a year. Yeah, absolutely, certainly hope so. One year, all the Franklin Regional kids 
Spencer and Kemmerer, Shields and those guys. Um, they had prom. Homecoming. Homecoming. So uh, they couldn't wrestle in it that year, which I'm, I'm, I'm like, at the time I said, I'm, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are, you know, experiencing we, life. We should, we need to coordinate homecoming dates with Franklin Regional. Yeah, though. Franklin Regional. That was, that was a big ball drop by you, Willie. Yeah, we should have made contact with their, you know, their school officials. Yeah, make sure they move the dances. I mean, that's, that's just, that's just um, event planning 101. Check the school dance schedule. All right, hey Christian. Hey man. Hey, at the at the at the risk that we talked about this and I forgot, heaven forbid. Um, talk a little bit about how about their Iranian lineup? It's it's little Yaz is in. Is is big Yaz going to be the guy? I mean, they didn't look sharp at that weight. They no, oh. they had the the spastic guy. Against they had the spastic guy, and they also had Tehan. Tehan. It's 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 so funny because <laughs> sometimes we are less than enthusiastic about some of our senior level guys, <laughs> um, like, and and we're really careful, right? Because like we said a million times, they're sensitive, and I'm not talking about just our number ones. I'm talking about maybe our second or third or fourth guy on the depth chart, and. We never, we never say ah they're not good. Never ever do we say ah they're they're not really competitive. Um, but we may, might think that, but we don't say that. But here, Iran has the number sixteen guy in the world, the number sixteen guy in the world at ninety seven kilograms, and the whole nation. Just clowns them. Yeah. Abbas Tahan, 16th in the world, and the whole nation on their social media, on everything, they just they just clown him. And he's 16th in the world. That being said, can the Leopard of Jaipur come back? I think that's the plan. I think he will be back. I, don't, I just don't think he's ready. Remember, Rio's not till September. It's June He's got plenty of time to get back. I don't think his injury was as extensive. The question is, can he, can he stay healthy through Rio? I think you I think you send him on a hope and a prayer that he's healthy because when he's at his best, he's he's as good he's good enough to win it. Yeah, yeah. at his uh, he there, there's a shot there, right? There's a shot. I mean, if he's healthy, he's a he's a gold medal contender. If he's not healthy, um. He still might do some damage. If he's really hurt, you don't get much. You don't get nothing. But it. But you're not getting anything with Tehan. I guess not. I guess. Yeah. I mean, what did he placed last year. Who? Uh, didn't Iran had a someone placed pretty high last year at Worlds. Did they? I oh. thought so. I I thought, I thought someone there did. Um, can't can't swear to it, but I thought he had. I thought he had. He was fifth. He was fifth in the world. It's top five. It's not that bad. There's worse. He either lost to, to Gazumov or Olenek. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, he lost to... You can't tell. He lost to Olenek. Well, Olenek's pretty good. He, gave, he, gave... he lost to Olenek in the 3-4 match. Right, and he gave Snyder, Olenek... As he really lost cool. to Snyder. He lost to Snyder. Yeah. In the semis. 
Right. So it was a... Uh, <laughs> he didn't do that bad. He didn't do that bad. Yeah, I guess. The standard is just a little high, so... I mean, a little high. Yeah, I, understatement. yeah. I guess, I guess it's a little high. But, um, like, he doesn't have a shot in hell to beat the elite guys. No. No, he doesn't. And at least yeah, uh, Reza Yazdani does. So we might see him. I thought Rahimi looked good. 65, I don't know what they're going to do. We're going to beat Iran in Rio. Just put that out there. Put that in are the streets. Are, are you... Well, six weights and elite guys. Um, you know, Iran hasn't had a world champion three years. Yeah. They don't win world championships. They're good. They're all, all their guys are good. They're all high quality, but, um, Rahimi was, uh, silver. He was like two seconds away from winning though. Little Yaz was silver. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Mohammadi. Rahimi was bronze. Mohammadi was two or three. So they're doing well, but they're just not, they're not winning. I think we will, I think we will beat them in Rio. I think our team is better. I mean, we beat, we beat them. We're going to beat them at 65, 97, 74, like for sure, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, there's three already right there. Boom. And then, yeah. and we already beat them at 86. So we're, we're better. We're better. We're going to beat Iran. That's a, that's a conversation. In and of itself, too, right? Uh, Karimi, just not right. One in three at the World Cup. I don't I, I've seen it, like, just kind of, like, speculated and rumored and, like, Iranian fans, like, the coach runs them into the ground. They go too hard. They always get injured. And it seems like that's happening. It seems like, you know, Karimi might not be well. Mohammadi's maybe got a knee thing. Yes, Danny stays hurt. So I, I wonder if there's some truth to that. These guys just get run into the ground. Through their process. I don't know if you have any insight there, Willie. I don't, but I've heard the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't and know. you've seen you've seen videos of them training, right? <laughs> you see the one yes, daddy pulling on the we had all those guys holding that dummy down. Remember that video, Willie? Yeah. Uh and, and it's it's kind of it's kind of complete opposite, right? Um in that Iran is training really hard. Their guys went in a third period like crazy people. And you had Russia on the other side just gassing. Gassing hard. But those now, are, yeah. now, they weren't their number one guys, number number one. And number two, is, is Russia doing it smarter? Because you can't stay in peak physical condition for three months. No. But now, I don't know, maybe Iran backs off them for a couple months, you know, for a month or two. Right, you could peak at the World Cup and peak again at the Olympics. I don't think those two are mutually exclusive. I think Team USA did. I thought we looked great. Didn't you? I thought our shape looked good. I thought we looked sharp. I thought we looked honed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Thought, we were, I thought we were up. What do you make of, you know, there, there was people out there, message boards, um, saying... Isn't it beneficial that we wrestle our ones at the World Cup? You know, we allow our guys to get on tape. We allow allow our guys to get scouted. I think that's kind of hogwash. I, I, what are you gonna do? Never compete? Yeah, I don't. I don't get that thinking either. Like we have these big secrets. First of all, I mean we're 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 to blame here. There's a hundred matches of of pretty much every guy that's on the team already. 
Right. Right? Like, all you have to do is go to Flow Wrestling or go to YouTube, and you can find 25 matches. And spoiler alert, you're going to find out that Jaden Cox likes a single leg. Spoiler alert, you're going to find out that Jordan Burroughs has a double. And you're going to find out that Frank Molinaro's got a pretty good left side high crotch. So, what? What are we hiding? What? There's nothing I to hide. I, I don't think... Um, I don't think that's going on. I mean, now th- uh, that could be dis- say, dismissive. I'll, I'll say this: they certainly set, scouted Snyder. They, cer- they certainly scouted Snyder, but uh, they had that tape from the World Championships anyway. That's you know, uh, I, I just I, I don't buy it. You can't you can't you can't stay in the basement all year long and just come out for one event. And that's part of it too. It's like. You have to evolve as a wrestler. You can't be... Jordan Burroughs has had to evolve to continue to win titles. Kyle Snyder will have to continue to evolve. He won't be able to just um, low-single everybody in the world. Maybe he will. Maybe it'll be that transcendent of a, of an, of a leg attack that he'll just he'll be able to get to it very consistently. But you're going to need a, a, another attack. You're going to need another way to win, win a match sometimes. That's just a part of being the best in the world, that evolution. You see it... Um, uh, Gable has a quote like about just in NCAA wrestling how winning the second time is so much is X percent harder to do than winning the first because everyone you're the guy everyone's training for and so, so you just have to evolve and rise above that and I think that's what we'll see from our our Team USA guys I don't think Kyle Snyder's sitting back and just like well I got I got this low single I got gonna ride this as long as I can yeah um, so I I don't like it was speculated like. Let's not send Jaden. He's a secret right now. No, let Jaden feel. I, I think a, an uber talent like that, you want him exposed to all the styles, all the things. Because over time, he's the one that's going to benefit from feeling it. He's the one with it that learns at a crazy rate. Yeah, do you right? The, and the, I, I'm on board with you 100. percent And also, the trade-off is we get to get our hands on guys. Do you not think Frank Molinero came out of that competition a better wrestler and more prepared for Rio? Right. I mean, we wrestle, we, we so often talk about how we just wrestle Americans so much and how, you know, winning matches against Americans is like, you can't get that excited about it. But then when we want to wrestle uh, international competition, well, we don't want them to scout us. Well, what do you want? No, you, you want them to wrestle. You want them to wrestle these elite guys. I think it was a great opportunity, and I'm glad we sent all our ones that we could. And I'm not worried about us getting scouted. Yeah, me neither. Sweet. Hey. Good job by you. Thank you. Thank you. Good job by you. I'll get, you you'll have better days, Willie. You, Shut your mouth hole. You overcame. You overcame. I, it, it made for it was it was funny. If we didn't acknowledge, I feel like if we didn't acknowledge Willie that. We say things multiple times. It would be weird, but if we if we just accept it that this is a part of who you are, that's okay, right? And I think everyone's just gonna wrap their arms around you and just love you, just love on you for for who Listen you are, Willie. Really uh, yeah, I know it's a backtrack. I feel bad. I feel bad, Willie. I'm playing the outro music. It's playing. I thank you all for listening. I'm finding your flight itinerary. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, I'll see you Saturday. We'll see you Tuesday. We're going to do it in studio. And make sure the sound system's on point this time. We can't have any mistakes like the last time. I won't, I won't let the integrity of the show suffer in Austin, Texas. All right? Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>